friends, and welcome to the dimension of our midnight cake. I'm Soltis. Joining me in the nexus of realities are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Beaches and Doug. Lumberdor will not be joining us for this transmission as he is busy taking care of responsibilities in his own dimension. This week, we are here to discuss one of my favorite films, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is the second and most successful film in what is known as the Three Flavors Cornetto Trilogy. Preceded by Shaun of the Dead, and succeeded by The World's End. One of the things that makes this movie so interesting is that over 100 other action films were used as inspiration for developing the script. Principal photography took place in Wells, Somerset, Wright's hometown, over 11 weeks in early 2006. Visual effects were developed by 10 artists to expand or add explosions, gore, gunfire scenes, things like that. Wright and Peg spent 18 months writing the script the first draft took eight months to develop, and after watching 138 cop-related films for dialogue and plot ideas and conducting over 50 interviews with police officers for research, the script was completed after another nine months. The title was based on the various two-word titles of action films in the 80s and 90s. In one interview, Wright declared that he wanted to make a title that really had very little meaning, like Lethal Weapon and Point Break. Yeah, it's, it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> One of the things I really enjoy is that this is a movie that loves movies and does a great job at promoting what is so fun and enjoyable and entertaining about these kinds of films. Something that I thought was interesting is that in this film, there are tons of references, like I said, to other movies. And there are e even clips that are featured in the movie from other movies like Point Break, Bad Boys 2, Police Story 3, Super Cop. And Edgar Wright had to get permission from every actor in each video clip, including the stuntmen in those video clips, to use those for the movie. And to get the use of the DVD covers, he had to pay for the rights from the respective studios. <laughs> if you have not yet seen this film, go watch it and form your opinion before listening to what we have to say. There will be several spoilers throughout the whole thing. We're, go we're going to talk about all of it. And if you happen to enjoy these conversations and like what it is that we do and would like to contribute in some way, consider visiting our website at ourmidnightcake.com. Okay, let's get into it. The hottest of fuzz. Ah, such a good movie. <laughs> I am. I was so jazzed when, when this was suggested. I, it's it's a shame Lumberdor is not here so that you guys would have one more person who liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't dislike it. Uh, it's one of those that I, I can see that it's a fine film. I just, I'm not sure why I don't like it. Oh, you don't care for it. I am it's, shocked. It, it's funny. Uh, it's funny. And I remember watching it once upon a time and then just never coming back to it. And I guess I see why now. It just, it didn't interest me that much. So are you oh, an action movie well, fan, that's, though? Well, that's too bad. <laughs> are you Am an I an action movie, movie fan? fan? Yeah, yeah, like, like uh, all the goofy action I, movies. When I was a little uh, dimensional being, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I was strange, okay? <laughs> I know that might surprise you guys. <laughs> no way. I, I steered very clear from anything that was... <laughs> come on come on <laughs> a dog like that would make you lose the village there's nothing thing, whatever it was there's, called there's nothing going on out there come here come here come here there's nothing happening out there sit down Sit down. Sit down, you goofball. No, don't come to me. Sit down. All right. What was I saying? <laughs> oh, oh when, I, you when were I was here as a young lad. When I was a lad, yeah. I, I steered very clear of anything that was that I felt was like uh, ridiculously 
guy or girl. So there were no uh, hard action movies for me, but I also steered clear of like, like, like a, a Disney princess movie, you know, believe it or not. And I love both of those things. Now at some point I, uh, <laughs> I watched die hard and I was like, this is fantastic. I should see some more of this. And the, the same with like a uh, beauty and the beast. And I was like, these, these of, things are great. One of the greatest Christmas movies ever made. <laughs> You're like, what a catchy tune. No, all I there is something stuff. there that wasn't there before. <laughs> all I want. I was agree. Star Trek. No, this is so a, what, this is a fine. What what would you call it? Like an action, uh, who done it? Comedy, action, comedy, mystery, murder mystery thing. Yeah, I, I don't have anything terribly bad to say about it. But it doesn't get you excited like we get excited. I am on the opposite end of that spectrum. <laughs> this, for for me, this is one of the greatest movies made. I think that the, that the writing is, it, it's, it's fantastic. The character development mm-hmm. is great. It's a character-driven plot. There, there's so much, I, I don't know how many times they had to go back and rework the script in order to get as many setups and payoffs and everything is relevant. I will say, yeah, I don't movie. think there's a wasted line in this thing. No, there, no, like, like it's, it's, really all, it's all important. There isn't a wasted scenario. <laughs> everything references something else or calls back to something else or is setting up something. Yeah, for me, it is It is a brilliant movie. And So so this is your favorite of the Cornetto, the trilogy. This would yes, be your favorite yes. then. Th- this would be my favorite. As well as your favorite movie in like the past 20 years. <laughs> oh, <Maybe> very <laughs> nearly. <laughs> yeah, very nearly. <laughs> I just I, I love Shaun I, of the I Dead would put so this much, movie but I love this on, movie. On the same do, level as... I do prefer Shaun of the Dead, yeah. As, as Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, ah. so there's... I'm not the biggest uh, Indiana Jones fan either. You love okay. it that much. Okay. Well, neither See, no, well, no, to they're, me, they're, that makes they're, total they're two sense. And two I'm right like, now. except for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that one was amazing. No, I'm kidding. The writers of this movie <laughs> knew what they were doing. <laughs> and they and they they had it completely thought out. And I don't like how long after Shaun of the Dead did this come out? This was it was only a couple years later, wasn't it? 2004 Shaun of the Dead. Okay, so 2004 Shaun of the Dead. Oh, this okay. matters. So it only does. A f- <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, it's a relatively short time between Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, and for them to to keep this this momentum Crank going, out a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that is and impressive by, to me. And by a hack, a little known hack that couldn't even color between the MCU lines. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I love the MCU, but I don't mind making fun of their uh, their filmmaking structure. <laughs> no, I, I think that it is deserved. <laughs> Especially when you have things like uh, like Ant-Man. Like, like those were the movies that, that they should have taken chances on and done something really cool with. And I think that um, the director for, for, for the Cornetto trilogy was also supposed to do Ant-Man, wasn't he? Right. Mm-hmm. And then he was on board with differences or whatever. He was on board with Ant-Man back like when uh, like the X-Men was starting up. Like when Marvel was like, we ought to do something with these other characters. And they thought they might start with Ant-Man for some reason. Yeah, that's right. And it became one of the more formulaic movies. But I think that uh, like Ant-Man's uh, best friend or you know, partner or whatever. I forgot. I forgot the name of the character. Oh, um, oh, um, uh, the the storyteller. What's his? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's a he's a he's a low level criminal basically. But I I was gonna say, you know, he plays the dad in the Door Explorer movie because that's a reference everyone would get. <laughs> <laughs> no, like like, the, and yeah. that, that uh, Michael Pena, that that actor. <laughs> there he's, you he's go. Some fantastic things. But I can't remember the name of his character for this movie, uh, for in the Ant Man. <laughs> but Luis, I, I see the influences in that character. Yeah. Well, I'd hate to think they tossed out everything he did. But I, I think that I think that that was definitely an Edgar Wright influence. I love I love the way this movie opens. 
with it's just straight into like his character and just all the oh, montages. Yeah, the, the intro to, to Angela is fantastic. And you know everything you need to know about the character in such a and, short amount of and time. And the way they do it with all these, like, all the cuts and the way and everything's so dramatic, they go on to repeat that over and over throughout the movie. Like, I love when he brings in all the guys that he arrests that one night. And they're like, we're mm-hmm. going to have to do a lot of paperwork. And we only have one pin. And he, like, reaches in his pockets and pulls out two pins. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like all this dramatic signing of paperwork and it goes and they keep repeating that throughout the movie it's like, funny it goes to the bathroom and the door like you know pa- paperwork it, is the thing like that's always downplayed in cop yes. stories and he loves it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's it's treated like an action sequence with with the with, with the jump cuts and the fast editing yeah and, the jump cut the, that's the term i was looking for it's the, like the, at the, the beginning they, music they give you that tone and then they carry it through like the mendacity of paperwork and village living you know mm-hmm. everything pays off <laughs> i love paperwork <laughs> uh, who doesn't it's how you buy i mean house, I, I i really paperwork. do no. <laughs> um it's also it's also very telling to his character how he starts off and it's all about the job for him oh it's um, so good and, and and you see that he has you know he has degrees in in sociology and you know and, he, and he's oh, very- yeah he's acing the test mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And he's very competent in how he deals with the public and anything related to his job. But as far as his interpersonal relationships, they're terrible. It, like, he, I, I don't think he has any friends. His relationship with his girlfriend or fiance or whatever is on the outs. And and then you get that scene where he shows up at the crime scene and and she's uh, a <laughs> she's she, she's a part of the the, the forensics team. Yes. But everybody is, you know, dressed in the same, in the same, you know, and he walks in and he starts and... talking to someone and they're like, I'm, that's not me. Well, that's <laughs> a real, that's like a real CSI scene. That's, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. C- CSI is glamorized, you know, in the, in the television shows, but that's, that's realistic. Yeah. Shows um, like Dexter glamorize it. And that is uh, what, Kate Blanchett, a faceless Kate Blanchett. Oh, yeah. Like the, that the scene... cameos are fantastic. Is that who that too. is? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Uh, I and love the, open- the end, the end of that scene. They have this deep conversation. He's like, Did you notice someone smashed that window from the inside? Like it's yeah, <laughs> it's exactly well, what you're saying. Right there in the transfer scene, you have what Bill Nye. Um oh, I'm yeah. gonna get these names wrong. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. It's the dude at- with the amazing Michael Caine impression. I can't remember his <laughs> name. <laughs> is it Coogan something? His yeah, Michael Caine is Coogan. amazing. Steve Coogan. Okay. Steve Coogan. Um, in in the opening sequence where we're we're introduced to Angel, the the Santa Claus that stabs him is Peter Jackson. Nice. Oh no way. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so perfect. That's the vintage Peter Jackson who had blood movies. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody seems to have had a super fun time making this movie, and uh, like Timothy Dalton especially. Seems to have had just a ball oh, with Timothy Dalton. He just he's <laughs> chewing the scenery. Everything he says is just like vile. It I love how he's like pops a verbal up. assault. And he's like, I'm a slasher, and and he's telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't control it. I can't control it. He's just so he's just so smug. The, the thing where they reveal I his love past it. as a ballet dancer. Yes. <laughs> Sissy Skinner. He's like, thanks, boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, like everybody is a character and all the characters are fantastic. Like I, I love Lurch and... as the trolley boy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yarp. <him> Lurch. <laughs> Yarp. Oh, wait, he was Lurch, wasn't he? <laughs> well, that, that, that's what they call him. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Um, was was uh, he not? No, wait. Uh. No, 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 no. Oh, are, are you thinking of of no? Of for some Lurch reason, yeah, I was Adams thinking family? literally Lurch from the Adams family, <laughs> from the new the newer. That's that's not him though. No, 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 that's not him. Um, um <laughs> this is this is British Lurch. British Lurch. Yeah, that's right. Totally different. Just thinking though, no, Lurch from the Adams family was Mister Home on Star Trek. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Deanna Troy's mother's. Um, did you know? <laughs> did you know 
that nice. the uh, lurch on the black and white Adams Family show was also on a prominent episode of Star Trek. Oh, you guys. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the original Star Trek, when they went to the planet of the, uh, the androids. Anyway. I digress. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh. Oh, it is. I like I like the deep cuts on Star Trek. Bring them. So let's let, let's go through the, the plot of the movie. Yeah, we have totally bit. BA cop, right? Mm-hmm. We established at the beginning. Where, like he is the best at what he does, and that is his life. <laughs> and afterwards, when he's when he's pulled into the the chief inspector's office, or got nine um, commendations. Yes, and and he's and he's expected to be promoted. And so when they said that you're being promoted to sergeant, he just says yes, like he he knows, like and and it's because of all of <laughs> what we've seen before. Like, of course, he's going to be promoted because he's done all this amazing stuff. <laughs> and then the other shoe drops where they're sending him out to the country. And because... this scene is absolutely realistic. <laughs> because he's making he's he's basically a victim of his own success where he's been so mm-hmm. successful and he has what like a 400 percent higher arrest rate and closure rate for his cases than anybody you're else making us all look bad <laughs> yeah it's like so you gotta get rid but of the, you the stuff with like uh do, do you really want me to get the captain in here uh, that, that's 100 percent real yes it is do you really want me to have him come all the way down here and, and also that competence in the workplace is not truly rewarding oh my percent <laughs> I think that there is so much that can be related to with this situation. <laughs> quite on the nose. And that when they finally get, I don't know what he what what his title was. Bill Bill Knight was he the was he the captain or when they finally get him down oh, here and he's oh, like, yes, 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 I, th- I think so. Yeah, he, he he just he just cops to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like yeah, you got to go. <laughs> we, can't, we can't have you around here anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, we'll see what the boys say about this. Having a party, farewell party. The injustice of it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something else that I really enjoyed is a whole travel montage where you know he's going out to the country and riding the train of, with his plant. Yeah, yeah, he, he has his peace lily, and, and like like when he's packing up his apartment, it's very, or I guess not his apartment. Is he he's in the the, the barracks? I guess uh, he only has a couple of things on the walls. Like it's very Spartan. He has he has the peace lily and you know his his gear and and then um, a newspaper clipping of when he rescued the hostages, and then a picture of his little police pedal car from when he was a kid, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that's and that's it. <laughs> But in the transition from the city, you know, and all that atmosphere to the country, instead of doing a simple, uh, you know, like like B-roll footage where, you know, you show, you know, he's at the train station and then, you know, wide shot of the train moving and then, you know, arrival, you can see how it's affecting him as, as a person um, with the cuts to, you know, his phone is losing signal, all the transfers that he has to make everything that he has to go through in order to get to, you know, this far out and this far remote. I do like the fewer and fewer bars, the closer he gets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and you can see the effect that it has on him and like, it's, it's a promotion. He's, he's a Sergeant, but it's, you know, he's being exiled. And I think that, that the editing for that is, was fantastic. One of the many things that I enjoy about this movie is how well it is it edited. <laughs> then he gets to this, little country village out in the middle of nowhere he shows up to the hotel that he's staying at and you get the introduction to, <laughs> to the, fascism yeah fascist it's fascism it. and the delivery of all those lines are fantastic <laughs> it's like i i think i meant to be staying here but you've always been here <laughs> what? And he has, has, has a sort of, you know, terrified, like, like almost like, like a, like a shining kind of <laughs> vibe. It's like, oh, I thought you were my husband. <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> At the end, when they're closing up that scene and hag. <laughs> I love that. Oh, it's six, you know, six down, witchy old yeah. woman. That's- <laughs> and then what he he shows up at the bar he can't switch off <laughs> yeah yeah he, he can't switch off and like, like he, he he's off duty but he can't take his eyes off this t- clear 12 year old <laughs> <Yeah>. drinking. 
They might be a month or two south of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the the accents in in this are, are fantastic. It's all like you know, I, it's I fine. love. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, but it, you know, but it keeps them off the streets, and you know, it keeps and he them kicks them all trouble. out, and then like the entire bar uh, is empty. I can't tell you how many times I've been asked something, and my response was, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and and the again the the quick cuts between uh, where, where, he's, where he's grilling them all about you know <laughs> when were you born? Okay. I was like, <laughs> you're thirty six. Yes. <laughs> And afterwards, the bar is completely empty, basically. Very grateful owners. Oh, yeah. And then the bar bartender is very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> what does he ask for after another? Um... Another cranberry the, juice? The cranberry juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am going to gush about this film for the entirety of our transmission. <laughs> so I hope you're ready for that. <laughs> well, you, you deserve this after last week. <laughs> anyway <laughs> where were we at so the like, bar and and the, the bar sequence it, it shows his intensity yes it shows he can't turn off but it also introduces us in a roundabout way it's the beginning of the introduction to danny mm-hmm. you know again when you talk about this movie wastes nothing you know danny's about to get in his car drive off He's like, you're not driving that car, right? He's like, no, no. And then, you know, three seconds later, he almost backs over (laughs) and he has to dive out of the way. You want to know how I knew he was more than just drunk on the street? How did you know? Because it was Nick Nick Frost. Frost. (laughs) 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 So he takes him in and throws him in the drunk tank. Oh, oh, Nick Frost is a wonderful man. (laughs) He's amazing. He is. (laughs) They throw him in the drunk tank. The next day, Nicholas is back and he's wanting to find out what happened to him. And uh, the door's locked. No one's in there. He's like, oh, you know, open it. It's like, oh, they we've had an it. escape. You know, like he looks, he's like, oh, who, really? Who escaped? And he leans around and it's like, oh. <laughs> and that's like the perfect intro to that character. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, you have the deflating of him, right? Like they bring him, like he, he meets a. Uh, What's his name? Broadbent. I'm blinking on the character's name in the movie, though. The, the, I mean, you know, the chief. They they bring oh, him the. Oh yeah, I I what is it? Uh, Butterman. Yeah, yeah. They bring him the the cake and all that. You know, yeah. <laughs> like going around eating cake, meeting all these people, and like the evidence room is empty, and there's this crazy old guy with the neighborhood watch, and you know, it's just such a like the culture shock, I guess, begins to set in of like what what have I gotten into? Like you see how the police chief in that area is running things, where uh-huh. you know, where, where his son, who is a police officer, gets arrested for drunk driving, and his punishment is to buy ice cream chunky monkey yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) well he's like for that it's a more serious punitive measure and you know angel's like okay he's like we we won't be running low on a chunky monkey for a whole month (laughs) (laughs) i like that and i don't know i i don't think it was just me that the way they do the the andes any idea why we call them the andes both named Andrew. Um, both named He's Andrew. Good. <laughs> That's great, I think. <laughs> but and they're they're immediately start off and they're so Angel gets paired up with Danny, basically, and then they start with the dichotomy between the two characters. And you mm-hmm. have Angel who is, you know, super into the job, all, and Danny who is who is not at all qualified to be a policeman but he wants to he wants to help people and he wants to you know do the right thing he, he, he also he also just wants to be is, in bad boys too you know yes, the yes. Way, and, and he dreams of of all of these the Michael glory of keanu reeves in yes <laughs> the, the way danny takes to angel's lessons mm-hmm. is it that he's not i mean obviously he's not qualified to be a policeman but it, it it doesn't seem to be his fault. Like he could have been. It's almost like, you know, he was allowed to join and then never really taken seriously or trained. Yeah, I think you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you get arrested for drunk driving and then your punishment is to <laughs> buy <Okay. laughs> chunky monkey ice cream for a month. 
like there's there, there, there's some parenting issues at play here as well. I, think, <laughs> I think that is the law in some places he, he sees you know angel as a as a mentor and you know someone who can teach him how to be awesome at yeah. this job you know like like the the lesson of the notebook being the most important piece of gear that a police officer has and the ability yeah. to observe and to take notes and to be able to recall information and put things together. It's not a high-speed pursuit or a shootout or anything like that, but that is what the job is about. And I do I do I like love... the idea that his his wish is to do what Angel does and Angel's like you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. You're doing it. <laughs> yeah. I just love all his crazy <laughs> questions during that montage for, you know, have you fired two guns while jumping through the air? <laughs> have you fired one gun while jumping through the air and my favorite moment of that whole thing though is like he's talking yeah, to the, like, school, ah. the school children and he gets to the end he's like any questions and they're all silent and it pans over to danny he's like raising his hand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it true that there's there's a place in a man's head that if you shoot it his whole head will explode but you're right they get into the observing and he actually picks up on a guy who's going to soon be a shoplifter. <laughs> Why is well, he wearing no, no, his no. hat over his face? Because he's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't want his face to be seen. Yeah, because he's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, and, and like the, the first call that they're that they're dispatched to. It's like uh, the, the name of the guy. Uh, you know, he's been trimming oh, edges. <laughs> he's been trimming the wrong edge again. <laughs> so it's, it's like, and. Oh, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So they go and respond (laughs) and and they need like, like two levels of interpretation because it's so much of a, of a dialect thing where they bring along the guy that it's it's the, uh, it's the British version of Boomhauer. Yeah. (laughs) British equivalent of Boomhauer. And and I got that dangle. Um, and so then, that's where we get our first by the power of grayskull. It is. Yes, it is. Where, you know, where the, the, the farmer you know, has the, the shotgun in his hand and you know, Angel asks if he has a, a license for it. He says, yeah, for this one. <laughs> what do you mean this one? one? Yeah, but what do you mean by that? <laughs> and then he just takes him to the barn and it's a whole armory of, of automatic weapons and, and there's a sea mine. <laughs> Including an old mine from like World War One. Yeah. I just I remember the first time I saw this movie, like how I just died at that line like, by it the is power so of Grayskull. It's perfect. <laughs> and it's perfect. I, I'm just now remembering him showing him around the uh the police station and uh uh all the rooms being filled with junk except for the evidence room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, where it's like there, there's nothing there. <laughs> Completely bare. And so, uh, and so they they impound all the weapons and, and the sea mine, which yep. comes into play later, which they determine is is not active at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somehow they. If you thought this sea mine was just going to come into one scene of the film, yeah, <laughs> Think you again. hadn't been paying attention. <laughs> like there's a, a a swan that got loose at the castle. You know, oh yeah, they they're having to chase the, the swan. Place and they have to go yeah. chase the swan down and like corral it and herd it into. And that's great because there's that moment in the chase where he's chasing the shoplifter and he sees the swan. He's like, "Which one do I go after?" Yes, <laughs> he like hesitates. Now, to me, like I, I see this scene and I'm like, they got Stephen Merchant in here for like 30 seconds. <laughs> was was he no one then, or just maybe famous in British circles? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't remember what his career was. Tons of good point. cameos in this. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and oh, and, oh, all of and the, wasn't his all of the reversals are really good, too. The, the gag where he's taking the call about the swan and the guy's name is like P.I. Staker. Yes. <laughs> oh, right. Piss Taker. <laughs> sure. Do you think I was born yesterday? <laughs> and they immediately cut to uh, yes, because then like so, Mr. Staker, <laughs> uh, just Staker. <laughs> taking notes on the. <laughs> and if you thought the Swan was just going to play into one scene, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow! You have not been paying attention. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I guess after that we start to get into the, I mean, I guess the actual 
plot. Yeah, <laughs> the story yeah. arc, the murder <laughs> mystery Has anyone aspect. died yet? <laughs> After this, no, you start no. getting some killings, and it's like suddenly goes to like extreme gore, and it's fantastic. <laughs> that it first is. axe emitter was pretty. I I like all the little jokes about like um, you have an accident. They're like we don't call them accidents anymore; they're collisions <laughs> because an accident implies that uh, no one was at fault. Yeah, they kill Shakespeare guy, which I gotta say was both my favorite part of the film and the part that <laughs> made me want to turn off the movie and watch Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I, I love that reference. It's <laughs> yeah. so good. And then you get, you know, you know Danny is, is much more interested in the whole procedure and taking things seriously, whereas everybody else is really happy to write it off as an accident. But yeah, gore starts to abound. And then, and then this becomes a very different movie. <laughs> <laughs> with mm -hmm. all the killings yeah so basically just more and more people get off you know the lady that runs the flower shops and paled with garb shears but i think my favorite's the reporter that's killed with the top oh. of the uh church <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, yeah the, they have the 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 town fair going on and messenger comes up to angel tells him he has some really important information that he needs to give him and and then angel is called up to take care of the raffle and it's Tim Messenger's name comes up. And, and over the last figure, like, Tim, Tim Messenger, your number's up. <laughs> and then he gets killed. <laughs> Almost over to the top death in the movie. I know, but like someone pushes a whole chunk of masonry off the edge of the it's church. amazing. And the spire is I, perfect. Pills him. I would agree most over the top death, but not most over the top injury. <laughs> Oh, there's that there's plenty later. to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I suppose, you know, it, it culminates in um the the large guy attacking him in his room. Uh man, I'm blanking on that character's name now. You know, the Yarp guy. Yeah. Yarp. Just call him Lurch. <laughs> Attacks him and then they have the big knockdown drag out fight. It is so great because... Is this the part where he answers the phone and he has to imitate him and he's like, yes, nerd? Well, and, <laughs> and he hands him a bear. He throws a bear at him because that's all he has to throw. And he's like, oh, it was, it was taken the, the in monkey. by this... Yeah, that, yeah, he's that, taken that in by this, for him. Yeah. by this monkey and he goes, playtime's over. Just crushes him up. <laughs> <laughs> because he had seen, he had seen some action movies, we should say. Danny exposed him to action movies and they bonded. Also, that's, that's true. And oh, and this one is of the, the part the most... I did not. I I did not like. I the, well, you know, yeah, yeah. I ah, just um, for me to show someone Bad Boys Two without having first shown them Bad Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's a superior sequel. If it's I'm going to show you Terminator Two, uh. if I'm going to show you Terminator Two, you're going to see Terminator first. If I'm going to show you Trolls Two. You're going to see Trolls first. Troll 2 doesn't even have anything to do with the first Troll. Yeah, but still. <laughs> they just Same called costumes. it Troll 2. Same Troll costumes. Even though no. I think they technically, don't they call them like goblins in Troll 2? Yes, it doesn't even have Trolls. There's not even a Troll in the movie. <laughs> but there is they Harry just called Potter in the that. original. We got to do a Troll episode. <laughs> to do Troll 2 would be amazing because they named the town Nil, what was, they named it Nilbog. And it takes him the whole movie to realize it's goblin backwards. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, anyway, in, in this in this scene, I can, I can learn, really get derailed. You learn so much about Danny's character. Um, you know, yes. they, they, they show up, and you know he still has you know, all stuff in boxes. And Angel asked him when he moved in. It's like oh, five years ago. But when when he opens up his his DVD collection, his video it's all collection. pristine. It's all, you know, alphabetized. Perfectly it's, ordered. Yeah. And we well get our second. Lit. Yeah. Our second. Yeah. And then Nick's like, by, by the, the power, power of grace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you see that they are, you know, learning from each other. And, I say that, and that's where you see like Nick learned something from him because mm -hmm. of the, the playtime's over. It smashes the pot over his head. And then, yes, he takes the phone call and it's like, yarp, yarp. And he's like, has to say no to something. Yeah. <laughs> He's like panicked for half a second. Narp. And it's like, oh yeah, they took it. He's like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, like, oh, okay. <laughs> that worked. 
I was thinking, I used to think the same thing, like, like the first couple of times I saw Lumberdoor's VHS collection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's unreal. It's like a blockbuster. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a place where you could rent videotapes. That was. <laughs> Listening to this. Uh, okay. Mine was called Video Checkout. It was connected to a Little mm. Caesars and it made for the perfect weekend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, that was some brilliant you know, business relationship there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. you'd, you'd order that pizza and then walk around the VO checkout for like 20 minutes. Perfect. <laughs> Until that one time I rented Frank and Weenie and didn't realize it was like 20 minutes long. Okay. Digressing <laughs> again. I was like, who is this Tim Burton? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a full movie. Faster. He's ruined my life. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I might be crying okay. a little bit. Okay. A little bit. Yarp. Narp. Yarp. Yarp. Narp. 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 Yarp. So, so the the background for all that though is that <laughs> is that all of these deaths, uh, you and you have so many of them, and they're all wanting to be written off as as accidents. But Nicholas Angel knows that there's something going on, and he just has to figure out how to connect everything. How could he? In, how could he be in two places at one time? He thinks that he has it all put together. Which, by the way, the actress was my favorite of the explanations. Oh, how, how she fits into all that and why the, she had why, to go why to? They, why they killed her. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it just like, well, she had that ridiculous laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And so so at first you have Nicholas Angel who who puts all this together and, and then confronts Skinner that... Um, you know, all this was going to be bad for his business. And so all this stuff, you know, uh, the gardener who was moving and would sell her land and uh, the developer who would build this huge you know, shopping center, which would put Skinner out of business and, you know, all this stuff. It, it's all, you know, perfect motive for him. And it all connects in a, in a really satisfying way. And it turns out that that Skinner, that, that he has an airtight alibi you know, he's not injured in the pursuit. I definitely didn't notice this myself, but I watched a thing where they pointed out that uh, in the uh, in the video of him running around the store that whole day, he was even there's even a scene of him holding up a newspaper with the day's date on it. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> But, but yeah, it's stuff like that. It, it makes it makes for really great. <laughs> it it has, has a high entertainment value. Angel is absolutely devastated. And then it was Tim Messenger's death, Constable Butterman. And in retrospect, it was surprising that that he it seemed to be taking Angel seriously. And it's like, okay, we need to you know get all this up, you know, get everything coordinated, take statements. And everyone else is looking around like like what? No, no, we, we don't do that. You know, it's like you're, you're making, and, and everyone gets, you know, pissed at, at him because he's making them do work. And it's, and they were all just happy to write it off as an accident. But I, I think that that is where, um, you know, Constable Butterman, he was, or the, the, the chief, uh, Chief Butterman, he was going to let, let this whole thing play out so Angel can do all of his investigating. It, it will lead nowhere. And then, you know, keep on going mm-hmm. as business as usual. And, and and you see it. And you know, he's absolutely defeated as a as a person when he's kinda he's kind of given up on being able to prove it. Yeah, yeah. And then the the turning point when Chief realized that okay, they gotta take care of this guy. Like, like he he has to go. And then that's when uh Lurch is sent after him to to kill him. Mm-hmm. And and then he finds out about the meeting that's taking place at the castle ruins. And so he shows up and and he sees that it's the whole, you know, it's the whole Big town reveal. council, and everybody uh-huh. is in on this whole thing. And they, they all, they're meeting and they're chanting, and they all have these robes, and it's very cultish. 
and and it's all about the greater good (laughs) (laughs) the greater good yeah this series of like he says it and then they say it and then he says it and they say he's just absolutely blown away by everything and especially the the reveal of of why they they killed everybody (laughs) it's just for for the most mundane reasons and because they they blew up the house because he wasn't fitting the rustic uh yeah yeah yeah, fitting into the rustic aesthetic of the village (laughs) built that monster and 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 there's there's a line um where where skinner is owns that monstrosity and and for for that moment you know you, you see his his motives behind the death you know earlier on in the movie uh-huh. It's, our, our actor was killed just because he's a bad actor. Yeah. And the mistress because of her annoying laugh. And yeah, what about his girlfriend? Well, she had that annoying laugh. <laughs> yeah. The gardener because because they, they couldn't have her, you know, doing gardening in another village. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Uh Tim Messenger, what was what was his thing? He was devolving into tabloid trash and he kept uh, misspelling stuff. That's right. <laughs> he reported her as uh, 55 when she was 53. <laughs> That's right. And he called Angel Angle, you know, it was all over the place. Oh my gosh. Mm. Uh, go. Terrible. You get the whole backstory behind Chief Butterman's reason for being in on it. Because, you know, like, like he shows up, Nicholas looks to him for help, but, you know, Butterman is in on it, of course. And then you get, you know, his whole backstory and reason for going on it, that his, that his wife had worked so tirelessly to, you know, to, to make this village magnificent, you know, something to be proud of. And a roving band of gypsies (laughs) came in, (laughs) you know, like just before the inspection and ruined it all for her. So she spiraled into depression and took her life. And now Chief Butterman has taken up this cause to to make the village better by eliminating everything that was undesirable, <laughs> like, like in in the crypts and all all the corpses of everyone that they've killed, the the, the people who were like the, the kids who were loitering, <laughs> you know, just yep. sitting. Hoodies, <laughs> the, the kids, gold robot man, the living statue. Yeah. And, and he has a smile on his face while he's just oh, you know, there, yeah. frozen in rigor mortis. <laughs> and then Danny shows up and stabs Angel to get rid of him. And later on, he has the ketchup packet and ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> which was from earlier when... Faked stabbing out his eye, yeah. Which comes out of nowhere. Even that's a payoff. So we're, we're to understand that Danny knew nothing about this. I, I don't think that, that he would participate in in all these things he seems too much of like too much of an innocent to he really just comes up with a quick plan to save angel Mm -hmm. by pretending to participate Mm -hmm. and of course they're all just like well okay yeah look and they will keep on doing what they're doing and he's 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 joined the club i suppose yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it's angel at the at the gas station when (laughs) when he sees what is it point break on the yeah. DVD rack, and he's like, "No, I got to go back." I'm <laughs> doing this my way, and so he, he gets the shades, the sunglasses, and... <laughs> and then we get this, you know, Danny and he get to live out the action movie fantasy, but it's like a bunch of like elderly people from a British village. Oh, and, 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 <laughs> and it's really it's like everything he said: the chases and the flying it's through the air all, with two guns, and it like delivers to Michael Bay stuff. He goes and raids the evidence room of all the stuff from earlier. And he rides the horse. He's like riding a horse with all this gear on him, like through the middle. It's like, it's a cool image, you know? Like, well, yeah, we have have the, now? The, like the, the shotguns behind him, like angel wings. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then there's a, there's a giant violent shootout over the top with a bunch of elderly uh, British people. And then earlier, where, where, they're, where they're talking to the Andes and they go, everybody and their moms is packing around here. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, who? Farmers? Farmers' moms? Farmers' <laughs> moms. <laughs> and he's right. I love, one of my favorite moments was when the end, the the lady that was running the hotel pops up with like the gi- like giant freaking machine gun from behind ah! the car. That was a reveal. The old farmer that gets taken down and then he cries out, you know, mom! The older lady. 
Yes. <laughs> as the as the shotgun or whatever it is she has. And the guy with the big coat earlier like whips out a big shotgun, you know. <laughs> she's like an 80 year old lady and she gets drop kicked to the face oh God. yes it's just, just a flying kick to the face. it is so good i think the audience is definitely rooting for angel they want him to succeed with yes with this crazy crazy plan to just take on the entire village unless you've ever lived in a small town that you wish you know would just you can keep out the hippies and the the, the gypsies and <laughs> Isn't that the dream? <laughs> like, like all they wanted was I, I to win Village of the Year. I imagine people who watched this movie and thought, "That's not that's a bad not idea." idea. <laughs> My favorite moment from the whole sequence when he rides in the town is when they talk to the priest. By far, it <laughs> it gets me every time. And it's but it's another one of those where I remember melting down in a nuclear way the first time I saw it. You know, where he's just like lads. You know, no violence, peace, you know, and and he talks to him and he's like, F off grasshopper. And he like has two guns <laughs> shoot out of his sleeve. He like spins them, you know, <laughs> like the timing of all that. And he's just so quaint. It's just like perfect. This movie is so good. It, was it the, the school teacher on, on the bicycle <laughs> pulling the, the, <laughs> the guns out of the basket and just bam, 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 just blasting yes. off. And they're like pinned down behind a car. And I mean, Danny's <laughs> totally into it. I, I like when he uh, he's fighting um, Lurch and he realizes he's about to fight, you know, like a, a, a more simple minded person. And he's like, is this is this really what you want? And Lurch is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the whole like the supermarket sequence is great with the Andes. Um, and, and that's when the rest of the team starts getting pulled in and they're throwing around quips and stuff. They realize they're in an action movie, you know? The rest of the police force shows up to take in Angel and Danny. Yeah. And then all the pieces kind of fall in place with them. And, and they realize, oh, yeah, this has been going on. So they, so they all join together. And so good. <laughs> the butchers uh, from behind the counter just oh, chucking yeah. knives. I gotta say from all my retail experience the employees are not that dedicated (laughs) (laughs) they'd be like well I gotta go (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm out (laughs) (laughs) job does not pay enough to (laughs) not even close they're throwing around quips they take everyone out and you end up with the final car chase then I guess is is the last big thing where they're chasing down Skinner. Oh and, yeah. And we get car hang time through the air. We get all the things. Yeah. All of the action tropes are at play here. And and it is done so well. One of the things that I enjoy about this movie is how much it enjoys other movies. And yes. And and is not afraid to either reference them or to steal from them or to uh, demonstrate why those movies are so awesome and fun. <laughs> like uh, when the, the little boy helps him with Skinner, you know, and and he's like getting his name and stuff. And then suddenly he turns and like Skinner's charging them and it goes to slow-mo and he just has this tiny little box cutter, but he's like <laughs> full on committed, yelling, snarling, running, the water's flying everywhere. That that to me yeah, is the scene they, where I was just like Timothy they, Dalton is awesome in this. Oh yeah, the, this whole thing takes place at the at the miniature village. Yeah, yeah, the and, miniature village. And, and, and he trips and just falls on that spire. Yeah, it's just brutal. And obviously, you you think he's dead. Yes. Yeah, until <laughs> uh, until they cut back to him and he's still oh. moaning and it hurts so much. <laughs> 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 oh. oh and the and sequence then, with danny and his dad is that next yeah that's and, in there and, too and so it's yeah a whole point break thing the point break it's so good <laughs> are you just <laughs> yelling and shooting off in the, no, in the air and he turns and shits at the sky <laughs> have you ever shot at the sky and yelled ah uh, no, i've never <laughs> shot at the sky and yelled ah and it seems like danny's dad will get away yeah. <laughs> And then the swan pops up from the back seat, and you don't even have to see what takes place because they, they pan out and you just see the car you know, wobble and then crash into a tree. 
is it more plausible <laughs> that they had the scene and all the stuff with the swan and they decided to pay that off by having the swan sort of stop uh, Butterman? Or did they decide that's how they wanted to end it and, you know, sprinkle the swan back throughout the... <laughs> the swan in. <laughs> Look, we got to find a place to put this freaking swan because that's hilarious at the end. <laughs> I can see that. So, I don't know. So he's getting away. He's getting away, but we don't want him to... How, how do we stop him? What if a swan, if a swan just showed up? <laughs> Regardless, it's brilliant. <laughs> and then even after that, though, you get another action movie trope with the fake ending, right? You think that's the end. Oh, yes. But then there's another action piece after that that's even more over the top, which is they're all back at the station. They're celebrating. They're cohesive as a team exchanging stories, making dirty jokes and all this, you know, terrible 90s and 80s action movie stuff. And then the old dude that was running all the computer monitors, the the cameras around the mm-hmm. all around the, the village the, the pops in watch. with the gun yeah. and tries to shoot Angel. And I think you referenced this earlier, Soltis. It's like Danny's moment of true is he going to do some true heroics mm-hmm. and actually live out the fantasy like the fantasies if you will or is he and he does. He dives in front of Angel and takes the shot. And then Angel throws, kicks up like a trash can and throws it at him. And he falls into the mine and the mine explodes. <laughs> and just decimates the building. It's unreal. It's <laughs> unreal. And you get like a kind of intense moment of him like talking to Danny in the rubble and stuff. You know, it like plays. There's moments in this movie where it plays things straight, too. Mm-hmm. It, there's a, it takes itself seriously. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's funny, there's jokes, there's ridiculous stuff, but, but it's never like, like a wink um, and a nod to the, to the audience. Like, Riggs it takes itself seriously. At the end of uh, Lethal Weapon 2, and he's, he's lying totally. over... Uh, he's lying over Riggs, like, you're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be okay, yep. And then we cut to the cemetery. I, I remember watching this first, I was like, holy crap. Are they going to go there? killed off Danny. Like, what's the... <laughs> I was like, no, no, surely not. You know, surely not. Then you see, you know, Butterman on the headstone and like, yeah. oh, and then, you know, it's it's the mom's grave. And, <laughs> and you see Danny pop up in the background. <laughs> <It's> just, yep. <laughs> he's fine. And I was like, oh. And then okay. you get that nice, uh, you get that nice closing montage of all the mug shots. I thought that was <laughs> yeah. good. And all the process and, and there and, and like all the, all of the other officers, they're all doing paperwork and they're all... Oh, yeah, they show up to get him back to London. And he's like, no, you know, I like it here. And I've got a, you know, mountainous amount of paperwork to complete. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug. Thank you, and good night.